Not yet. <clears throat> Why are you live then? We are live. Why? Well, because we're oh, now about almost 20 minutes late being live. Okay, oh. now I want you guys to record the liners. What uh, liners? For the stream. I you're don't know what that means. You're listening. Uh, here, I'll do a few and he'll figure it out. Okay. How many should I do, Matthew? Uh, three. Hi, GLers. Hi, GLers. Kenny here. For whatever reason, you're listening to the 24-7 GL live stream, and we thank you. There's Hi, one. GLers. Kenny here, and for whatever reason, or no. do I do my own? <laughs> Be nice if you did so your if own. we got one in the can. Yeah. <laughs> we got one. GLers, hey, GLers. Hey, how are you? <laughs> let me get mine out of the way. All right. GLers, thank you for listening to the twenty four seven live stream. Despite the ever aging mayor who doesn't know up from down. And uh, one more. Hey, GLers, what the hell? Are you listening to the live stream? Thank you. Huh. Yeah, love it. Hey, that's okay. that's you. What's coming up on the ride? What's coming up on the ride, GLers? You're listening to the 24-hour streaming live. Almost, Grandpa. Yeah. Live stream. Hey, GLers. Boom, boom, boom. Here's John Knight. Hey, GLers. You won't find out what's coming up on the ride, but you are listening to the Garage Logic 24-7 live stream, and we appreciate it. Hey, GLers. Who am I, and why am I here? Thank you for listening to the 24-7 GL live stream. Who am I this time by Kurt Vonnegut? Jean Valjean. I was thinking of that guy who ran with Ross Perot. Why am I here? Oh, yeah. Admiral yeah. Stockdale? Admiral yes. Stockdale. Yeah. Say, GLers, thank you for listening to the 24-7 live GL stream. I hope you enjoy it. That's really, that was heartfelt. Yeah. I felt that one. Hi, GLers. One moron. I'm on there all the time. Okay, what well, I'm giving you one more. Then do I'm it, done. babe. Hi, GLers. Rook here. Thank you for listening to the GL live stream. Okay, I'll do one. Hey, GLers. You know it. It's the season. It's the season to listen to the Garage Logic 24/7 <laughs> stream with all the cast and characters. Thank you. <laughs> Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> all right. We'll is that see, enough? We'll see if that's enough for Ross. Well, that's yeah. enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> what about ads? Uh, Coming. I got to send this to Rosarino. Oh, Rosarino. Rosarino. How you what doing? What the hell kind of ice storm did they get where Reavers lives? Because he still can't move. Yeah, unbelievable. Joe, you wouldn't believe it today. People were getting stuck in the middle of the freeway. Traffic was so slow that the next, and there was so much ice. Wow. The next thing you know, they were just sitting there and spinning. It I was did a take real... a couple of urchins to their school, and that was a bleep show. Yeah. Because uh, the plow, it's an inner city school in the sustainable urban core. Ah, sure. And uh, the plows are nowhere to be seen as of that hour. And uh, the line of moms to drop kids off was all stuck. <laughs> oh, my God. <clears throat> um, you're going to bring that up, right? Sure. Uh, because I want to read you this uh, letter to the editor. I want you me. to. I haven't seen a newspaper in yeah. two days. You got to move on to the uh, world of the computer, Joe. I'm telling you. I don't you. want to, John. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It's the actual newspaper right in front of you, Joe. Can, you, you, get get that, can you get that bit, though, that's in the paper that I've become addicted to where you get two panels of ostensibly the same cartoon, but you have to find six differences in one? 
as opposed to the other. But that is, is some is, old school is entertainment, that, isn't it? Really wow. Is, is you that do in the wow. newspaper that's, every day? That's pioneer I stuff. I love that. Wait, no, that's in the paper every day? Yeah, pretty my much. My ancestors were doing that on the boat from Sweden. Right, I love it. <laughs> what uh, what well, page is that shorter? What, what page yeah. is that on? Oh, it's usually uh, back where the bridge uh, column is and the weather information and whatever well, i'm, I'm going to look on my my edition that i get you know online. what you do have i have seen the online edition and you do get that but uh you don't get the clarity you need to be a real detective no well uh, i disagree i think the well, clarity is amazing you see it then well i don't know i've never Rook, heard of I this thing you're talking about i gotta get about. going today kenny maple grove oh oh i don't have copy but yeah i'll okay. i'll figure something out Cool. Uh, I didn't know they were back go. in January. No go. Okay. And and Johnny? Nope. And nope. and Rook. Nope. Let's go. Fratellonis. Well, you you are rolling. We are live. Yes, the stream is live, but Well, then let's go. Uh, darn it. I don't have the new intro. Well, can I just start the show? <laughs> let's do it. Do it. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 994-1523. 47 degrees on this day on two occasions, 1885 and 2019. See, kids, that's how it works. Uh, 28 below on three occasions, 1884, 1912, and 1924. From the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. Okay, uh, streets are getting plowed. Albeit uh, somewhat inconveniently late, but uh, when I came out today, my street had a width of snow blade plowed down the middle. It had not been plowed curb to curb, uh, but by about 10 a.m., it was plowed curb to curb. Hmm. And I took a couple of urchins to their school today, which is in the sustainable urban core, and those streets had not been plowed at all. Not even a, not even the width of a plow blade, and all the moms in line to drop the kids off were getting stuck. So it was a, it was a fun morning. I haven't seen a newspaper in two days, <laughs> and uh, that makes me ornery. But uh, even, even more so, you mean? Kenny's backing that, me up on that. He's got that, some papers. That explains why you didn't read this delightful letter to the editor yesterday. I was wondering why you skipped over it, and you didn't see it. It makes sense. Okay. It was the lead item in uh, the op-ed letters to the editor, Star Tribune headline, We Get What We Pay For. Really? It's from uh, Katie mm-hmm. in St. Paul. All Property right. taxes. In 2023, St. Paul taxes are going up 14.65%. Happy New Year. I'm not thrilled, but I am grateful. The tax level in St. Paul and this increase are tough. But all of the taxes I pay... I can feel thankful for property taxes the most. I think of all I get, and I realize I'm the big winner. Clean water, 
right out of the tap. Stormwater appropriately dealt with, sewage dealt with, libraries, and St. Paul parks are amazing. I love water aerobics at Great River Water Park and using the pickleball courts and all the trails, streets and bridges, constructing, maintaining, plowing them and keeping them all safe, bike lanes and sidewalks, public schools, for goodness sakes, public safety, including city inspectors, flood prevention, cops and firefighters, trees. Our urban canopy makes our city so much more beautiful and pleasant. All of this is possible by property taxes. And of course, there are services and programs for people who need help, which make our communities better for all of us. I don't agree with all the priorities, programs, or policies. Jeez, jeez, of course not. (laughs) But I am grateful to the people who study, listen, and negotiate to make it all happen. I may grouse at paying them, but I am deeply grateful for all that is possible because of property taxes. So if you pay property taxes or work for public schools or a metro county or city government, thank you. Jesus H. Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I wish that woman could touch me and have whatever, how high she is, (laughs) flow through my system. Course through my veins. Some quality medicine. (laughs) I guarantee you, her property taxes are about 600 bucks a year. (laughs) Whatever you got, Katie, I want it. I want you to touch me and have that course through my veins. Yeah, it was a delightful read. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, well, I'm glad they got a lane open for you, Joe. That's nice. No, by them. 10 a.m., we were plowed curb to curb. Okay, good. Yeah, we got out. You can get them. I came to the conclusion, we, t- we talked a little bit about this yesterday, of... Uh, <coughs> Uh, me getting some sort of plow to become independent of the government. And I, I want to, because I really just need about a 200-yard uh, stretch to get to an arterial street, and they're usually plowed. Uh, but then I also thought yesterday that uh, about 85% of us drive what I would call compact SUVs. Sure. You know, whether they're Subaru or Fiat or a Ford Escape or whatever. Pilot. Uh, they don't work in a 15-inch snow. They're they're useless. And we all have ourselves deluded, myself included. And and your Jeep Renegade is the same as my Fiat my, it's, 500X. It's not, though. And I thought about this yesterday. You know well, why? Well, the hell it isn't. You, well, do you know why? Why? Mine's a Trailhawk. Oh. You know, Jeep Trailhawk. And it's built different for trails, for off-roading. Okay. So, so take well, that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> My point is, and it gets I got fine. ferried around yesterday <laughs> by a Chevy Silverado four-door, four-by-four pickup truck. That works in this weather. Yeah. That works. That's it. I don't care what you say about your Jeep Patriot or wherever the hell you're no, driving. No, it's not a Patriot. My kid drives a Patriot. I drive a Renegade. Yeah, okay? whatever. You are a rebel. It's, a, it's around just fine. <laughs> Rebel, rebel, your face is a mess. <laughs> no, my, I, I'm sticking to my point because I know it's valid. These little SUVs are great in about a four-inch snowfall. That's it. 
Well, I'm Period. Wrong. I'm, so, I'm just telling you're wrong. I'm not I arguing. Know, but you live in an area where apparently wrong. it's plowed, so it's easy for you to flap well, your pie holes. There's plenty of areas up here that are not plowed yeah, that it gets yeah, around. You don't just go to them either. I drove all over oh, yesterday. You don't do oh, you don't do Where'd you go to the bakery? <laughs> <laughs> the bakery. You went to the bakery, didn't you? Why would I go to the bakery? Yeah. You go to the weed dispensary. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, maybe the old uh, mayor has gotten under the governor's skin. Uh-oh. Oh. I what? got a note last night from a very reliable mole who said, and I'll read it to you. Uh, have it. Um, <clears throat> this came in about 8.30 last night. The mole says, Governor Walls just mentioned Joe via rebate checks. The quote is, tell Joe Souchere I will call them Souchere checks if that makes him happy. And he this was, was saying at the, this at what function? This oh. was at the Minnesota Chamber uh, Legislator Dinner. Okay. Uh, he That just tells me that A, I am under his skin, and B, he doesn't even get what I'm talking about. I don't, it's, it's not who the check should be named for, Tim. It's that they shouldn't even be issued. Uh, we should we should completely revamp the tax collection system, lower it and simplify it, and then everybody should get their money back. And and for you to uh, fall into this uh, uh, sophomoric nonsense about arguing about you actually think I care what the checks are named tells me that it corroborates my belief that you whatever it is you don't get it. And uh, it's a shame for all of us as we continue to just take it in the rear end from these people. And uh, uh, I, I don't know where else to go with that. I will say this, uh, based on uh, emails that have been coming in strong this week, a pushback movement has seriously begun. I've gotten letters. I've been copied on many of the letters GLers have been sending to either the governor or their representatives. Oh, really? They're very good, and uh, it's it's imperative that all GLers do this. That's really our only recourse. Apparently, we're not yet of a mind to uh, form a public gathering and storm the Capitol. Not storm. That suggests yeah, not January sixth stuff. No, yeah, that's terrible. not yeah. not storm. Gather, gather. Yeah, uh, peacefully. Uh, on recent uh, podcasts, there have been discussion about how we as garage logicians can take action to counter the mystery in the left and the left's hold on our lives. Today, I took one small step uh, to that end by writing a respectful letter to Governor Walls requesting the $17.6 billion budget surplus be returned to the taxpayers of Minnesota. I didn't rant and rave about my views on the overtaxation of us taxpayers, but simply pointed out that it's our money and he should do the right thing and return it to us. Uh, the reason I am telling you about this is that I would like to challenge every true GLer to do the same if he or she feels the $17.6 billion should be returned to us. It only takes a few minutes. It can even be done online by going to uh, mn.gov slash governor slash contact. Let me do that again. We know Katie won't, but that's only one person who won't. <laughs> Katie, who loves their uh, taxes. Texas, yeah. mn.gov slash governor slash contact. 
That's all for now, writes Tom. I have got more pushing back to do. And then our friend, uh, who's this? This is Ricky Anderson in Stillwater in a minor attempt at pushing back. I sent an email to the governor and my legislative representatives today voicing my thoughts on tax relief. Within a couple of hours of sending the emails, I received a reply from Senator Karen Housley. After reading it, I realized that the Republican Party of Minnesota has indeed given up. Here is our response. Here is her response. Dear Rick, I want to thank you for taking the time to email. I sincerely appreciate it. The GOP is not in control of any body of the legislature. The DFL holds all three. That means that there will be little negotiating and that the Democrats are going to spend that surplus as they see fit, which is likely to be on social programs and education. They most certainly are not going to give any money back to the people uh, unless we get walls checks. And they have no intention of ending the tax on Social Security, etc. The people of Minnesota voted and put Democrats in charge. Our hands are tied until 2024. We can hope when we can hopefully flip the house. Otherwise, we must look to 2026 and endeavor to take control of the Senate. Sincerely, Karen. And then uh, uh, Rick goes on to say, while her comments on control of both houses and the governor's office is true, her comment that their hands are tied for two years is ridiculous. I would expect that they would speak out against spending the money and try to gain public support by pointing out any misspending or growing government as much as possible. I responded to her comments, hoping to point out that we cannot sit by idly by, cannot sit idly by Rick. He's in Forest, Forest Lake. I believe it's Karen Housley. Karen Housley. That's Phil's wife, right? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Nice lady. Yes. Uh, Carl Bear down in Northfield copied me on his letter. Perhaps he would not wish me to read it, but he points out points out that ever since the DFL and Dayton gained control, Minnesotans have been taxed at ever-increasing levels, which has led to a lot of high-income earners and businesses leaving the state and an incredible amount of bloat in the bureaucracy of government. I would also assert that Minnesota is one of the most poorly managed states in America. Every time I read the news, a new scandal has been discovered about the mishandling and misspending of revenue, fraud, corruption, and malfeasance occurring in state government, food fraud scandal, daycare scandal, massive failures by the Department of Health in addressing COVID-19, riots, crime, murder, and the list goes on and on and on. When Walls brags that his governance of the Minnesota economy has caused this vast surplus, I can only shake my head with astonishment. So please help me out. Christie, he wrote to his representative, Christy Purcell. So please help me out, Christy. Tell me what you are going to do to personally ensure that my tax money is returned to me, which was unfairly confiscated by overtaxation. Sincerely, Carl Bear Northfield. And I've gotten dozens of these. GLers are pushing back, and they great. must. And they That's must. great. Awesome. And they must. Awesome. They must. So there you have it. And uh, Walls, I don't. They're not to be called your checks or my checks. They certainly aren't to be called mine. That's the people's money, Walls. It's not yours. And to uh, what I'm sure that there are, uh, they've got to, unless they're completely corrupt and they're not, what legality are they hanging on 
what constitutional provision, what legislative dynamic are they hanging on to spend the surplus? What is it? Uh, they just feel... They... Your budgeting was so incompetent that you, gain, you garnered $18 billion extra. Let's start with that. Your budgeting was so off the mark that you took in $18 billion more than you anticipated. It's, it's By most... what legal means do you keep that? Staff? It's supposed to yeah. be zero, right? It's supposed to... Well, Debits a perfect and budget ends up I was, flat. You know, I was just flashbacking at all the stories I've read throughout the years where the government accidentally sends you too much of a rebate. Yeah. And you better not spend that. Oh, of course not. Because they're going to demand it back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Interesting. You know, the Internal Revenue Service will climb all over your ass for a $100 mistake. Mm-hmm. Well, the Minnesota Department of Revenue, yeah, yeah. And you have $18 billion of our money. By what legal means are you keeping that? Can somebody answer me that? Nope. Boy, that is... Why hadn't we thought about that before? You're right. Why is it just so giddily celebrated? But you know what the unfortunate truth is? There's a lot of Katie's in Minnesota. Uh, Kenny read the letter to the uh, editor from Katie in St. Paul. What's her last name? I wonder Uh, if I know her. uh, I mean, it's public knowledge. She allowed it to be printed. Uh, I don't wish any ill on Katie. I'm just pointing out that there are there are a million Katies among us, apparently. Lowery, L O W E R Y. Katie and Katie's grateful that her. Uh, I would dearly love to know what you pay, Katie, because uh, you're an amazing woman. I want you to touch me. <laughs> come on, I, come on now. Touch I, I'm a little me, apprehensive <laughs> about that part. No, touch me on the shoulder or on the head. I'm not. Oh. Suggesting anything nefarious. I want whatever she has. Face it. How better would your life be if you had Katie's attitude? Your life would be heavenly. Your point on them taking too much from us and then bragging about it was a discussion I read yesterday, I believe, on Twitter. And somebody brought up something along the lines, paraphrasing, I'm trying to remember. Imagine if a store bragged publicly about overcharging you for their goods and services. Okay, and let's 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 you're on the right track, but let's let's really be careful. The word would not be bragged. They're celebratory. Yeah. That's yeah. different than bragging. Yeah. They're uh, not saying, hey, look what we did. No, they're not saying that. We're they're rubbing their hands together saying, look what we can do we now. We got a pile of money. We have a pile of money we didn't think we'd have. How are you? What legal means are allowing you to keep that money? I've been looking that up, Joe, and some states have laws governing budget surpluses, and I haven't been able to find out if Minnesota has anything like that, but I am looking. I think some states have laws that compel the return of surpluses. Uh, some do. Some can just leave it in a rainy day fund, it says. That's uh, a hell of a big rainy day fund. <laughs> I'll <Yeah>. say. <laughs> You know, this ain't six hundred grand, people. <laughs> right. I, I told you about. I think I told you about this. I, you know how I take out an extension on my uh, taxes, and, and I paid the state and I paid them what I owed them. And then a month or two later, I got a very threatening letter 
because I didn't pay the surcharge for oh, paying yeah. late that I didn't know existed. And Joe, it was like, it, seriously, it was like $57 or something. And they were going to garnish my wages. They were going to take my property. They were going to do this and that for $57. What principle at the University of Garage Logic have we discovered this fall? We've discovered a number of them. But one of the ones we discovered, and we discovered it during our an analysis of the food fraud scam, is that when the government does business with the government, anything goes. Mm -hmm. But when the government does business with the people actually paying the bills, us, the private citizens, nothing goes. Yeah. Unless it's the government's yeah. way. Yeah. So, uh, to put it in basic terms, they took too much of our money. Yes, through incompetent budgeting. Correct. When they do that, they go crazy. When, when you took too much of the government's money, right. they want it back right away. Right. Why don't they apply that same principle? Well, John's continuing to research that. What legal... What legal... Uh, means is being used to keep that money. Because if they get away with not, if they get away with keeping it, even Katie might get turned around some year when she realizes what government's going to cost. Yeah. And, and I say incompetent budgeting. Should that be a surprise? You have no, incompetent no. health and human services where people who are supposed to be hospitalized are instead kept in jails. Uh, Channel 5 Eyewitness News has been investigating that quite yep. well. That. You have an incompetent Department of Education where a food fraud scam was allowed to linger way longer than it should have. You have uh, incompetent public safety. You have incompetent uh, criminal uh, uh, system. The, the 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 left bring it down to the local level. The you left ain't bright. They're not. They're adult children. Well, look at yesterday's show. Hiring that guy to be the Department of Public Safety or whatever it was. Oh, and, he and was I, a, I love our dear Vanita Sakar. I do, personally, I just I love, love the woman. Yep. She's a kind hearted great family, good woman, and but she's just the biggest softballer in the world, and that's just and she knows that. I mean, that's you probably, can say that to her face, yeah, and, she wouldn't and that's be probably why she was hired. And I didn't hear her interview, uh, but I heard her referencing. If you want to go back and hear her interview from the eight o'clock hour this morning, she had that Kershaw fellow on from Public Works, okay, and I'm sure it was a love fest. Yeah. Oh, please drive safely, and this and that and the other thing. And that's not Vanita's fault. That's what Vanita does. She's right. just a good heart, good-hearted person, and she's not going to ruffle feathers. And but he he isn't going to come on with me. <laughs> no, they never do. None of the lefties do. They used Governor to. Governor won't come on with us. And if he said we, he's never been invited. Rookie, you could go to the mat with him. Yes, I have the emails. I have the cards of his chief of staff. They protected you, Walls. Your people wouldn't let you come on with us. You were at the fair every day stuffing your face with a corn dog or whatever the hell you were eating. I have, and you walking. did not come by our place, and you were invited every day. I've been loud and noisy and vocal about my displeasure with the governor, and I just want to address the governor and his people. I will keep my mic off. 
you won't have to deal with a nut job like me yelling at you, okay? If he comes out to me, yeah. You'll talk, you'll talk to Joe, and Joe will be nice. But you he won't have me, to deal with a zealot like me. He told me in person at the fair with mm-hmm. his staff, mm-hmm. and then when he was on a Sun Country Airlines aircraft, right. he told me again, and I talked to the staff, and nothing came of it. You were protected, Walls. And you don't need to be protected. If you believe that, stand on your laurels. You argued with Paul Wellstone Dayton for showed up, Walls. Dayton. Hillary Clinton showed up, Walls. Mark Dayton showed up, Walls. Paul Wellstone showed up. Franken didn't, really? No, no. No, but you've got all sorts of different Democrats. Phyllis Kahn. Phyllis Kahn showed up. <laughs> you know? Kahn. You know, in uh, Minnesota, Joe, it appears that it's basically up to the Commissioner of Management and Budget, who well, I who guess failed miserably with the budget. Yeah, and they work right under the auspices of the governor. So, yeah. what are they going to do? It says basically they shall develop and annually review a methodology for evaluating the adequacy of the budget reserve based on the volatility of Minnesota's general fund tax structure. So, <laughs> sounds to me like he can do whatever he wants, right? Yeah, it but, sounds like those it. words made me dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> You should read the whole thing. It's what a did whole you just page, say? Whole yeah. page wow. of gobbledygook. Could you take a time out, please? You right. know what? I think we can do that. Yeah. Clear. You went by it too quick, but you said you were naming all the areas in Minnesota that they're incompetent, and you said the criminal justice system. And I was going to throw in this headline from, I believe it's today or maybe yesterday, suspect in Minneapolis murder was on bail for Moorhead killing. In, right, right there. There's your incompetence. Uh, Matthew? Bring it on. We forgot to call and uh, talk with oh. Mike Schoonover. I have left him a text message inviting him on live. He has not responded yet. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to get a, just a generic couple of copy points whipped up here. Uh, you can and, lean on me to ask me about the Jeep. And if we don't hear from them, we'll, uh, okay. you, you and I'll double team. If it. you need me, just ask me and I'll just start talking. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he gave me a detailed <laughs> estimate. Bless you. God. Avosue. I got a Jeep Two Rook. It's a Renegade Trailhawk. That thing's great in the snow. Isn't it? Active 14, drive, four wheel drive. Inches, right? Standard. It's got a twenty-one to one crawl ratio. Gets a hill descent control setup as part of its select terrain system. I can't believe you remember. You that. can take that car and you can. <laughs> you can take this car and shove it. Take this car and shove it. The only thing that worked yesterday was it could have been a big Ford or a big Ram or a big Chevy, but that's what worked yesterday. I, I drove around everywhere. No I know your streets were plowed. No, they weren't all plowed, just the main ones. <laughs> oh God. Joe, I could have picked you up and took you to work if I'd come in studio. I had a Silverado <laughs> pick me up and go to work. I could have. Today I made it with that little shit box. Isn't it shit fun, box. Joe, busting through the big snow and stuff? Oh, yeah, there's no it's wonderful. It's Royce said that years ago. That what the the sister in law or somebody had a Chevy Suburban, and he said, "You know what that makes snow? A non factor." That's where it was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you want to do, Ken? Uh, I'll do that Maple Grove thing. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay, let's go. I don't have a board; it disappeared, but that's okay. Don't worry. I'll do a live liner. Yeah. 
Um, I'm running out of bumps. Do you want me to play something? No, I got. Uh, okay, you got I some. Had, I had one. Yeah, Cool Rock and Daddy. We can do that. All right, ready? Here we go. Oh, love this. In his little tiny car, he zips through the snow like no other. Here's Joe Souchere. Here's Sneezing Joe Souchere. Sneezing Joe. Say, uh, do yourself a favor, GLers, before you run off anywhere else to shop for safes. Click over to maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Take a look at the Liberty brand of safes. They provide the best protection from any kind of calamity. And then stop in to Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and meet the owner, Rich. He's a stand-up, classy, easygoing guy. And I promise you, he will make sure you go home happy. And by happy, I mean you just bought the best safe ever made, the Liberty Safe, and you bought it from the best guy to buy it from, Rich at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Forget about buying some generic steel box. I know you saw the price on that thing the last time you were in the big box store. Don't do it. You might save some money, but it's a piece of crap and your stuff is going to burn up. Get yourself a Liberty Safe. Get it from Rich, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. See, I learned this today reading the uh, uh, Carol Evan news website. And I hadn't seen this uh, anywhere else. Twin Cities music lovers, and maybe you guys have heard of this woman. Twin Cities music lovers have known Maria Issa for a while now. Does that mm. name ring a bell? It does Maria not. Issa. Maria Issa. Spelled how? I-S-A. Okay. She started her hip-hop career as a teenager and has since shared the stage with major artists, including Wu-Tang Clan and Bad Bunny. Oh, cool. Yeah. Now she joins 133 state representatives oh. on the Minnesota House floor <laughs> and says, but she's a first. She's the first ever hip-hop artist to serve in the state legislature. Oh. So it's really important to be a first. The artist known as Maria Issa is now uh, also known as State Representative Maria Issa Perez-Vega. Her well, full name. Names. She represents House District 65B in St. Paul, where she was raised. That's the name of the label I've had since I was 22 years old. The sound is hip-hop. The sound is soul. Perez-Vega says the music doesn't stop when the session starts. In fact, 12 hours before she was sworn in at the Capitol Tuesday, she dropped an album called Capitolio by her label, Soda Rice Records, and partner, Perfect Noise Entertainment. Noise is spelled N-O-I-Z-E. As a mom to a three-year-old girl, Perez-Vega plans to balance her roles. I had my mom with me on the floor and my daughter seated on my lap when I was sworn in and my father overlooking on the balcony. It just meant a lot. She said, a lot of folks are questioning, are you still going to make music? And I say, you don't tell a doctor they're going to close their clinic or a lawyer if they're going to close their firm when they're a legislator. After you clock out of a house floor or a committee session, you're going to want to listen to music and reflect on that. Okay. She says Capitolio reflects on her journey as an artist on the campaign trail. It begins with a message U.S. Senator Bernie Sanders shared Mm -hmm. as they traveled the state, followed by songs in her own voice rapping in Spanish. The album is also a fun topic of equity 
for women's rights, Perez-Vegas said. They are topics tackled through song lyrics, and now her writings may lead to legislation. Definitely passing driver's licenses for all, she said. Wait, what? Well, she wants a driver's license for all. When you have 18 states in this country, including Washington, D.C., and the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico, where my ancestors are from, have driver's license for, for undocumented oh, folks. Gotcha. Why gotcha. can't the progressive state of Minnesota? Perez-Vega says she also plans to support the Teachers of Color Act and will serve on a housing committee. As Maria the as Maria Issa, the artist, she'll, be, she'll perform as headliner at the governor's inaugural ball Saturday, Saturday January 7, at U.S. Bank Stadium. So oh, I did not weekend. know that we had a, a first. She was uh, born in Puerto Rico, but uh, she was, no, she's Puerto Rican, but born in Minnesota. So she calls herself Soda Rican. Okay. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. I kind of like that. Yeah, that was clever. Soda Rican. Soda Rican. That's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> do it in Puerto Rico. You know what? She won't miss a beat. Hey, so hey, so hey. What, what would I be? Soda Swede? Soda, soda Swede. Soda Swede. Sort of a Swede. <laughs> God help us. Uh, this first thing is really overdone, isn't it? I can't wait till we have the first common sense person. I mean, if you got elected... Wouldn't you be the first Matt Mikulski? Yes. I well, would. is I that a be. first? Yeah, because there aren't any others. Hmm. I wouldn't get, what would I, I, they, wouldn't, well, they wouldn't do that for us. You're not a first. We would, we're just a white guy. And from the New York Times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got this. Mating, mating. With short people. <laughs> what? I, I'm not happy. Uh-oh, Are you reading a caption? <laughs> well, what, what's reading going on headline. here? Huh? Mating. Mating with short people is a step toward a greener planet. What? <laughs> Since smaller individuals are inherently conservationists, the New York Times op-ed what? claims. This what? This is from Glenn Beck's The Blaze. Time to be short, argued that... no. A New York Times, what? A New York Times guest opinion column published Sunday claimed that mating with shorter people is a step toward a greener planet since smaller individuals are inherent conservationists. The essay was written by Mara Altman, and it was called There Has Never Been a Better Time to Be Short. <laughs> It argued that people of shorter stature live longer and are better for the planet because they use fewer resources. Okay, then. The short are also inherent conservationists. I wonder why. So are GLers, which is more crucial than ever in this world of eight billion, she said. Altman's essay referenced a study by Thomas Samaras, the godfather of shrink think, which found that if Americans were 10% shorter, it would save, get ready with the we don't know that, please. Yep. It would save 87 million tons of food per year 
not to mention trillions of gallons of water, quadrillions of BTUs of energy, and millions of tons of trash. Uh, we don't know that. Wow. This is this has got to be a parody. Citing where? Do they cite the... Um, is yeah, there a proof? little footnote? Is there proof? <sighs> no. Can I tell you my thoughts on short people? Sure. Well, they've got little hands and little eyes, <laughs> and they walk around <laughs> telling great big lies. They got little noses and tiny little teeth. They wear platform shoes on their nasty little feet. They really have no reason to, do they? Short people. That's Randy Newman. Got no reason. Got no reason. To live. Yeah. I uh, I do have people. to. I ha- I don't know. You know, Glenn Beck perhaps doesn't have much of a sense of humor, but Mara Altman is a comedian. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and and the piece I just read is okay. Is obviously okay. not to be taken seriously. Oh, good. Thank good. you. Yeah. And okay, and she good. she makes her living as a stand up comedian. That's what okay. she does. That's Thank what she you. does for a living. And well, she has, so she's, she's written she's several. Actually, then she's actually pointing out the absurd, yes. like Randy Newman was. Well, you yes. know what gave it away. What gave it away? Oh, that's such a relief. <laughs> uh, what gave it the away? idea that you'd save 80 if everyone was 10% shorter. Well, good for this woman. I, I, I bought it, and I'll tell you why I bought it. Because nothing surprises me anymore. That's the problem. That's, that's yeah. There you go. That's, yep. The yeah. mental illness is so widespread that nothing would shock me when it comes to saving the earth. But what really, uh, where she, where she could have had me if I was thinking more sharply, she said, if everyone was ten percent shorter, we'd save 87, 87 million tons of food a year. Not to mention trillions of gallons of water, quadrillions of BTUs <laughs> of energy. But then she drops it back down to and millions of tons of trash <laughs> but why wouldn't it be quadrillion tons of trash because she's just making this she's up having to be fun funny. yeah yeah that was that she, was uh, she awesome. actually was a finalist for the james thurber prize for american so, humor but i have all year, the more respect so. for her then because yeah. i'm a big james thurber fan so tell me something about beck did he approach this with a serious note yes uh, a quadrillion has 15 zeros <laughs> <laughs> So it's so there are. Can uh, look it up on the blaze? Uh, yes, there's a th- I always double check stuff on the blaze. I didn't double check this. That's my fault. Shame on me. Uh, uh, so it's unfair of me to say whether they they uh, took it seriously. It was just listed among their normal stories. Yeah. There was no indication by the headline that they thought it was a bit. Well, Glenn's been known to not really have much of a sense of humor, so yeah. <laughs> even even though he pretends to on the air and doesn't come off very funny. But no, he's not see. funny. I'm looking for it. Quadrillion has 1,000 <laughs> trillions. 1,000 <laughs> trillions. That's, that's how much water we'd save. Wow. That's, no, BTUs. That was BTUs. BTUs, yes. BTUs. Uh, are you finding it on the I'm website? I'm not finding it. was yesterday, I've... so maybe it's uh, maybe somebody uh, told them, hey, guys, you were you were had there. Don't they have a they, search? Maybe they that is a hell of a, that's a hell of a victory for her. It really is. Yeah, that's awesome. Hmm. Now, what would be interesting to know is how did the New York Times phrase it? Did yeah, they, did they, did they alert up? the they, readers to the fact that it was a bit? Uh, it's just all it says. I have the New York Times up right now. It says opinion guest essay 
uh, and then they do the essay, and uh, the only thing they say is Ms. Altman is a writer and author of Gross Anatomy, and then at the bottom it gives a short bio of her. But it does say she's a comedian. It does not there. No, oh, really. It All it says is she's the writer and author of Gross Anatomy. I think you're supposed to make up your own mind on the. Oh, uh, mother of God. The comedian part. But I think oh. some of that stuff that uh, the the numbers you were given there. Yeah. That's not in the thing. It looks like that was perhaps added by the Blaze from some uh, a different piece. None of that is in her piece. The oh. quadrillions, the etc. Then the I'm sorry I brought it up, and uh, the hell with them, all of them. I, I don't care. <laughs> oh, there uh, we go. Uh, there we go. Trillions of gallons of water, quadrillions of BTUs. That is in there. So okay, it was in there. It was in there. Yes. Well, she's doing a bit. She's oh, oh, it's that. definitely a bit. When you read it, you realize immediately yeah. it's a bit. Let's Boy, take a break we, and come back with we, John Heights. We are a couple of old crackers. Aren't yeah. we just old crackers? <laughs> oh, that's supposed to be funny, huh? Yeah. Oh, that's different. <laughs> uh, Mike got back to me. We can call him right now. Okay. <laughs> yeah, dear Oli, that's pretty good. Now I got short people in my head. No, I still got short people in my head. Okay, We're getting back with John's news, aren't we? Or are we coming back with Mike? And now, the news. Um, do, 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 do. Hmm. Yeah, they might have taken it off, Joe. Yeah. I'm, I'm not seeing it through the 3rd of January, and I can't find a search. There's a search. Okay. Excuse me. Scoony, scoony, scoony. <clears throat> yeah, they they present it as a uh, a serious. <laughs> the times. No, the uh, the blaze. Yeah. Uh, Candace Hathaway from the Blaze wrote the story, and yeah. she she took it seriously. Yeah. You got sucked in. I always verify, and I didn't. Trust but verify at the airport. Mm -hmm. You think somebody there, what, do they have editors? <laughs> Shouldn't somebody go, wait a minute. We ready? Did you call Mike? I don't Did find I her name. Is this an ad? Let's talk to Mike before we... Uh... Go back. Come back. Go back. I come again. Think you better go back. Back in the USS. Please hold for an important message. Sir. I have an important message about aluminum siding. <laughs> That's not funny anymore. Oh, it's hilarious. No. Oh, it Mike. Do you ever get those? There, he's on. Miguel. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. Hello. 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 <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh, 
I used to be. What was the line? I used to be a dummy, but I'm better. No, no that's Laurel and Hardy. Let's go. I'm Let's better now. Dumb I used to be. Let's go. I'm better, I'm better now. now. What I'm do you better. want to talk about, Mike? Uh, Kenny, whatever. What you, you know what? You've been a pretty good uh, one to think on your feet. So whatever you want to talk about, I'm ready for. All right. All right. I'll uh, come up with something. Fantastic. Um, How about me? Are we going to do it? Let's bumper back and do it. Yeah, Matthew. let's go. Okay. Yeah, let's bumper back. All righty. That I haven't used yet. Short people got. Well, I don't want to use the. No, just do anything. We got to get going. Okay. No. I'm just going to do anything because we got to get the going. Let's go. Greasy little fingernails and the <laughs> dirty little eyeballs. And the Let me tell now. <laughs> Here's a man who had to be driven to work in a real vehicle yesterday. Renegade? Joe Sushiro. <laughs> yeah, but I made it today. I positive. think Mike joining us. Yeah, Positive Thursday brought to us by SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Mike is on the horn. He's uh, running the show up at Schoonover Body Works. They're in Shoreview, 1060 County Road E in Shoreview. Mike, I saw a lot of bad tires on the road this morning. We had glare ice on the roadways, and you combine that with very, very slow traffic. And uh, you kind of expect semis to get stuck because they're pulling a big load, but not minivans and other vehicles. And and then they just sit there and spin. And uh, I'm wondering, a good set of blizzaks or snow tires might have helped the situation this morning, huh? Uh, yeah, blizzaks and uh, and um, you know, instead of pounding on the brakes, how about we just l- ease off the gas and and you know slow down like we like yeah. we know what we're doing. That's that's like what you. I preach. Ease into the brakes, ease into the throttle. I'm a brake pumper, and everybody tells me I'm wrong because of uh, ABS. BS, ABS doesn't work on ice. Pump Mike, the brakes. What do you say, Mike? What say ye? Well, I would, I would, I would like to disagree with the mayor. <laughs> Don't argue with him. Well, I'm Just not going to argue with wrong. you, Mike. I'm going to tell you why I, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but I, but I've heard Joe talk about pumping the brakes, and and I'm not going to win that argument. So, right, Joe, you just do what Joe, you just do what you do. I'm going to pump. You know what does work for me though in uh, the truck when I get into situations is turning the traction control off. Because that prevents me from putting my foot into it when I've got a four foot drift in front of me, uh, and that does help in my situation. Do, do you have any anything to say about that? Yeah, bring the car to good. him after you crack it up on the other side of what you can't see because of the drift. It's, it's really great to have you guys on the road. Thanks a lot, Philip. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, as a matter of fact. Uh, aren't you about to do some work for the hapless rookie too on one of his crap cans? Let me tell you what happened. Uh, there. Let me tell you, I, ahead, I sent him uh, six pictures of a Jeep that needs some uh, side work. Somebody ran into the door, and I received within 24 hours 
a four-page detailed estimate. There's stuff on this Jeep that I didn't even know that uh, existed. 2018 Jeep Wrangler Unlimited Sport four-wheel drive four-door UTV 6.36 liter gasoline sequential MPI gray. There's stuff in this estimate I had absolutely no idea about, and it was within 24 hours, and it's detailed. Whose car is it? It's my wife's, but Gabe has taken it over. All right. It's all those things behind the body panels, isn't it, Mike? All those hidden things. It is. These cars are getting, you know, so, Joe, you don't like your ABS brakes and... Right. You know, Kenny, you don't like your traction control, but you know it's all those cameras on the mirrors and in the grill and on the roof and you know, behind the windshield and on the tailgate. These these things are uh, you know they're very complicated and uh, it's just they're a lot of fun to work on. Um, I'm just really really excited when this damn construction project is done. So. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I bet you've got like an eight year waiting list now, don't you? After the last couple of days in the Twin <laughs> Cities. And when you finally yeah. that when that expansion is finally done there in Shoreview, you're gonna have one heck of a of a of a place there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So you guys keep on driving like you drive and, and uh, we'll keep we'll, we'll, we'll keep the schedule wide open for those people that are in your way. I have a feeling just the staff of GL can keep you guys busy for a year. <laughs> uh, GL, there's anything you need related to your automobile or truck, whatever it is, glass, tires, uh, service, of course, body works, bumpers. Call Miss Nikki at Schoonover Body Works. She's going to get you set up 80 years and more now in Shoreview and expanding and always rated as one of the best shops in the metro and the official body shop of Garage Logic. We're talking SchoonoverBodyWorks.com. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, boys. Have a great day. All right. Thanks. See you, you Mike. Thanks. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thank you, Joe. Prosecutors have filed criminal charges against two people in connection to a fight that broke out Monday at Northtown Mall in Blaine. Police were called to the Burlington Coat Factory store at about 4.15 in the afternoon. When they got there, they found people running from the store. Court documents say the officers later detained three people, two of those, 23-year-old Andrea Mitchell and 24-year-old Andre Mitchell Jr. were formally charged by prosecutors on Wednesday. Andrea Mitchell charged with second-degree riot, threats of violence, and two counts of fifth-degree assault. Andre Mitchell faces one count each of second-degree riot and fifth-degree assault. According to the complaint, here's what happened. Surveillance footage showing Andrea and another person cutting in front of at least two people in line, which then led to a disagreement. As they argued, Andrea put down her items, punched one of the people she'd cut in front of, and a fight started. As other, other customers rushed to separate those involved, Andrea backed up and pulled a handgun out of her purse of and course. pointed it at the people she'd cut in front of. The complaint <laughs> says the person Andrea was with then ran outside and came back in with Andre Mitchell and another person, and Andre then started punching one of the people that Andrea had cut in front of. He then unzipped his jacket and a gun fell to the floor. As one of the victims ran to a nearby store and yelled for someone to call police, Andre allegedly chased him and threw a bottle at him. The bottle hit a wall and broke. Court documents say the person who entered the store with Andre told police that she and Andre were in the car when the person Andrea was with came outside and said a man had hit Andrea. Andre confirmed that account, saying he was told his sister had been assaulted. So he went to confront that person. He said it was a mistake that the gun fell out of his coat. He had no intent to pull it. The complaint adds that Andrea claimed the victim tried to grab her gun from her purse, and that's why she pulled it out. She then said she wasn't pointing the gun at anyone, just talking with her hands 
while the gun was in her hands. With her hand mm-hmm. pointed no. like a gun like this. It's yeah. called brandishing. Was no. there an Andrea and an Andre in that story? That's correct. Yeah. Brother yeah, and that's where I tuned that they're, out. They're siblings, yes. I couldn't keep up. Yeah, Officer, what a great family. Officers confirmed they had valid permits to carry the firearms. However, they're charged with threatening others with the guns. If convicted, Riot carries up to five years in jail and a $10,000 fine with the assault charge uh, being a misdemeanor that can carry up to 90 days in jail and a $1,000 fine. They'll be on the street this afternoon. It's not enough. It's not enough. St. Paul City Council moving forward with an effort to repair harm caused by historic systemic discrimination, they say, against black residents. Council members voted unanimously yesterday to create the St. Paul Recovery Act Community Reparations Commission. The permanent 11-member group will advise the city council on how to address the damage caused by systemic racism and, in their words, make short, medium, and long-term policy, program, and budget recommendations to specifically address the creation and sustainment of generational wealth for the American descendants of chattel slavery and to boost economic mobility and opportunity, end quote. People expect me to have a lot to say about that. And I only have one thing to say. Do we have to pay the people who keep shooting each other? Uh, oh, you mean like with a... Uh, or do we have to pay people with criminal records? I wonder. That's a great question. Yeah. The city Carter, Carter has proposed a program dubbed the Inheritance Fund that would allow some former Rondo residents and their descendants to apply for up to $100,000 in forgivable loans mm-hmm for a down payment on housing rehabilitation in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Who should who who should get nobody. The, the Rondo neighborhood. Nobody. Okay. Here's another line I highlighted that, that I knew would light a fire under you. Funding sources for other programs like these have yet to be identified. Mhm. Here's well, what I would the, accept. Mm-hmm. Uh, sue the estates of the of the uh, politicians and business leaders who decided to tear up Rondo. Sue their estates. Okay. Find their descendants and have them pay. I don't. I had nothing to do with it. I don't, I don't endorse that either. Yeah, well, I had nothing to do with the development of Rondo. I'm not going to hold you accountable for something your dad or your grandpa did. Oh my! You, my old man would have been off the hook. He was not a city no, no, decision maker. No, but do you understand what I'm saying? If, in fact, he had, yeah. under no circumstances would I hold his descendant. Should anything or one be held responsible for Kenny no. for Rondo? No. Nothing? I don't, Unless I, it's the descendants of the people who did it. What? That's, well, Joe, that's so un-GL. Think not, about it, what you're saying. Well, no, because they had another route they could have taken. They could have gone the Pierce Butler uh, route you're, and you're not just, disrupted anybody. You're promoting the ideas that you had way back then. Yeah. Uh, you can't hold descendants accountable for something their parents or well, grandparents Well, you probably can't did. even by law. You probably can't. So I'm probably wrong. So These, therefore, no reparations for anybody. Got it. The city council will also hire a staff. Well, then, okay, let me let me take this one step further. So the reparations we gave perhaps to the... Uh, the Japanese folks, the Americans that we in World War II that we put in in places they shouldn't have been, they got reparations. Should they not have gotten reparations? Uh, that's different. That's different. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they should have actually. I, I think I, I'm with Joe here. They absolutely should have. That's that was different. different. That were, they were in a camp. 
we're talking Americans that were Americans and they were thrown into jail. Well, well what about the people in Rondo who were Americans and their, their land was taken away? It wasn't, they weren't paid for it. It was taken away to make, to run a highway. You know, through. some topics height should just be disqualified. Of I don't know. I don't live anywhere really interesting, near being right? responsible so, for any of this. Are, are you saying they did not use public domain and they didn't pay them one cent? They just oh, they, took yeah. their property? Pennies on the dollar. Yes. They well, the city and the state should have to pay that if any okay. reparations so that, are to so be made. Well, that means you and me. Responsible, that means which you is, and me. I was going to say the city here is yeah, responsible. I just, right? I just did a one three sixty eight. You're still spinning. I spun around a, a bunch of times so there. The and, yeah, I have no idea wrong. where I stopped after all of that. I'm really super dizzy. Let's take the, uh, our reparations the, some other time. Okay, the part that uh, I thought was interesting about this: the city council. We'll hire a staff person dedicated to the well, work. Well, you have to. You have to have new one, employees. $100,000 budgeted for salary sure, and benefits. you got to have that. And then they have to have assistance oh, and computers and yeah, copy they'll machines. Mm-hmm. you got to expand the government to do this. Oh, God. Uh, am I Katie, gonna get a, Katie, are you uh, listening? I, I, I hope I'm going to get a per diem when I'm on the road, right? Because yeah. I'm, I'm going to need to eat something. Yeah, <laughs> more than two hundred Sun Country employees will be represented by Teamsters Local 970 after a union vote Wednesday. Fleet Service employees approved the union by a forty-six to thirty-two vote, according to Sun Country spokeswoman Wendy Burt. The union will bargain on behalf of two hundred five cargo, catering, ramp, and bag room agents. Sun Country Ramp Agent Sly Oliver said, "We want this to be a career with good wages and benefits. Now that we have the Teamsters, we have a voice." In a statement, Bert said Sun Country will work in good faith and partnership with Teamsters Local 970. This vote does not change our commitment, he added, to continuing the progress we're making operationally and culturally to make Sun Country a great place to work. Teamsters just looking for new business, huh? They're running out of money. They got it. Yeah. Star Tribune reporting Minnesota Corrections Commissioner Paul Schnell on Wednesday denied parole for Nantumbu Noah Cambon, one of the four men convicted of murder in the shooting death more than 30 years ago of Minneapolis police officer Jerry Hoff at a Lake Street pizza shop. Schnell said the decision was based on the totality of factors and that he had identified a number of areas for Cambon to work on. Cambon is 51, serving a life sentence at the state prison in Rush City. He was known back then as Shannon Bowles. Okay, thank you. Yeah, at the time of his conviction, a Hennepin County jury found him guilty in 1993 of shooting Hoff in the back at the Pizza Shack after 1 a.m. September 25th, 1992, while the officer was on break during his overnight shift. Hoff's killing by members of the Vice Lords gang, among the most notorious murders in Minnesota history, abruptly ended a program in which police officials collaborated with community figures to work with gang members to try and quell the eye-for-eye killings that were plaguing the city. Was Boza... In charge then? 92? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it was Tony. House Republicans pondering next moves at a political crossroads this morning after leader Kevin McCarthy failed over and over again to win enough votes from party colleagues to become House Speaker. He kept meeting with conservative holdouts and remained determined to persuade enough of them to end the stalemate. Uh, Now, I have not checked in about an hour, but the last thing I saw was uh, Matt Gates had nominated Donald Trump to be the House Speaker. Yeah, these silly fools are wasting our time. Did you did you see the Crenshaw tweet yesterday? No. Or not, not tweet. It was a quote uh, that he told a reporter. It involved a bad word. Let's put it that way. He, call, he called him a name that I can't repeat on the air. 
Yeah. That's just more proof that. Uh, wow. What What is McCarthy's problem? He's not Trumpy enough. Uh, well, Trump endorsed him. To I know, be. but that didn't. That didn't persuade the. Uh, no, the Gateses and the Marjorie Taylor Greens. These and the idiots Walmart. that are just ruinous people. Well, basically, Crenshaw's tweet, without using the word, he basically called them performance artists right. and not, and not serious legislators. Time so. to disband the party. It's a non-party. It's a shame. A we joke. need a good Republican Party. We don't have one. What a joke. Russian President Vladimir Putin ordering Moscow's armed forces to observe a 36-hour ceasefire in Ukraine this weekend for the Russian Orthodox Christmas holiday, the first such sweeping truce in the nearly 11-month-old war. He did not appear to make a ceasefire under conditional under conditions on a Ukrainian agreement to follow suit, and it wasn't clear whether hostilities would actually halt on the 684-mile front line. Walter John, Cunning. I'm yeah, sorry, I'm John, sorry. Uh, John Locks was the... Uh... 89 to 94. Boza stepped well, down in 88. Oh. John Locks. All right. I remember him. Yep. Walter Cunningham, the last surviving crew member of Apollo 7, a mission that renewed the American space program after the deaths of three astronauts in a launch pad accident and helped lead the way to the moon landing, died at a hospital in Houston on January 3rd. He was 90 years old. His death was announced by NASA. A family spokesman, Jeff Carr, said Cunningham had complications from a recent fall. Cunningham ruefully acknowledged that in the decades since the space race, American memory of the nation's aeronautical daring do during those years had coalesced around Apollo 11, the mission that on July 20th, 1969, made Neil Armstrong the first person to walk on the moon. But Apollo 7 provided critical momentum for NASA at a time when the space agency's mission to land a man on the moon seemed in doubt. Less than two years earlier, on January 27, 1967, the three crew members of Apollo 1, Virgil Grissom, Edward White, and Roger Chafee, were killed in a fire on the launch pad during a pre-flight test at Cape Kennedy, Florida. Cunningham was a physicist and former Marine fighter pilot. He had been in the mission's backup lunar module pilot. I think I remember reading he was the first astronaut to appear live on TV from space. Yes. And does your story, I don't remember how many laps they did around the Earth. It was like something absurd, like 168 or... 100 something. I, yeah, I'm not sure the exact number. And I'm when I read that, I'm wondering, how many laps do you have to do before you go, all right, let's head home. <laughs> uh, that's enough. <laughs> Come on. Does the story contain anything about the, the great quote, Go Bernstein? Was that in there? Uh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Wasn't that the old joke about uh, Mr. Mrs. Godarski? Something like Good that. Good luck, Mrs. Godarski. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Why you won't have that happen to you? Till man walks on the moon. Till the neighbor boy walks on the moon. Right. Good luck. Good Mr. luck, Mrs. Godarski. <laughs> I don't care That's, if it's not true. It's funny. That was in reference. That was a different astronaut. Yeah. Whatever. That was Armstrong. That was the Armstrong. Armstrong. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm the kid next to her. Walks on the moon. A uh, boy, an ugly story from Utah, Southern community there struggling for answers after police found eight people from one family, mm. including five kids shot to death no. in the small town of Enoch. Police had officers to check on them on Wednesday and found the family dead from gunshot wounds. Officials did not immediately say why they went to the home. Enoch is a small town of about 8,000 people, 245 miles south of Salt Lake City. Enoch City Manager Rob Dotson said the community was sent reeling by news of the eight bodies and that the deceased, all members of one family, were well-known around the town. 
Little is immediately released to the public. In most of Utah, the predominantly uh, predominant religion is Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, known widely, of course, as the Mormon Church. Actors from the 1968 film Romeo and Juliet have filed a lawsuit against Paramount Studios, which produced the film, for allowing the movie to be released with scenes showing them nude. The problem with that, they were still minors when this movie was made. Ooh. The lawsuit filed last week in Santa Monica Superior Court by stars Olivia Hussey and Leonard Whiting accuses Paramount of sexual exploitation and distributing nude images of adolescent children. In a copy of the suit provided, the complaint alleged that the film's director, Franco Zeffirelli, who died in 2019 and is not named as a defendant in the suit, assured the actors there would be no nudity and they'd be able to wear flesh-colored undergarments during the bedroom love scene. Underpants. However, according to the complaint, Zeffirelli later told Hussey and Whiting, who were 15 and 16 at the time, respectively, that they, quote, must act in the nude or the picture would fail. The complaint also alleges the actors were given body makeup, were told exactly where the cameras would be positioned, though the director assured them no nudity would be photographed or released in the film. That's not what happened. Mm. The scene that was included in the movie and shown in theaters features images of the man's buttocks and Bussy's bare breasts, according to the complaint. Lawsuit seeks damages. Hussey and Whiting say are believed to be in excess of $500 million. Okay, oh, my God. How, how long ago was the movie? 1968. Well, what would they wait for? I, I don't know. Uh, political correctness for the I time. Guess, I guess. The actors, who were the main stars of that movie? They were the main stars. They fell for that oh, old line. Were? Oh, don't worry. Yeah. I don't show anything. That was a oh. huge movie back then, Kenny. Hmm. I remember the theme song. It's one of the first songs uh, I ever Romeo learned on guitar. and Juliet. Well, I don't know why you're waiting 50 years. The actors mm -hmm. both claim the scene has caused them mental anguish and emotional distress in the 55 years since the film's release. Didn't it cause them distress 50 years ago? Apparently uh, not. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I, I can't tell you. You know what I think it is, isn't it? Uh, didn't we just, I don't think this is in the story, but didn't California just uh, pass a new law? There's no uh, statute of limitations on sexual exploitation. I, I don't know, John. I, I believe. I, I, don't I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Some people enjoy a drink or two while hanging out with their friends, but a group of American YouTubers drunken antics at the night safari have made Singaporeans very angry. The group is known as Four Fun Guys on social media. They uploaded a TikTok video of their wild night out bath, uh, from back last October. The clip resurfaced on the video sharing platform last week. The four fun guys who are childhood friends known for their messing around have over a million subscribers on YouTube. In this video, the young men are seen buying bottles of alcohol from a convenience store and downing the drinks before they head to the night safari where they boarded the tram. Although it's not known what time they arrived at the park, the video's caption said that one of the men jumped off the tram at two in the morning. The group then wandered around on their own when the thing was closed and even entered an animal enclosure to pet a sleeping wallaby. One of them also tried huh? to lure a hyena with a potato chip. The friends mm. might have... Sounds very entertaining. Everybody knows hyenas don't even like potato chips. They don't chips. like chips, right. <laughs> yeah. Singapore potato and gravy type of yeah. guys. Singaporeans were not amused. In response to Asia One's questions, Mandai Wildlife Group said that the acts of trespassing and then the intent to disrespect or endanger the animals are viewed seriously, and they lodged a police report. The group reassured members of the public the affected animals in the video are well and thanked 
citizens for calling out the perpetrators online as the actions in the video could lead to irresponsible behaviors that put the perpetrators in danger. The police also confirmed that a report had been lodged on December 31st of this year, and the authorities say they are investigating. What else you got, John? That's uh, really about it, Joe. Fantastic. I have a question. Yes. What was the choice? What? What was dinner? When? Oh, last yeah. Night. Oh, that's Yesterday. right. Yeah. Last night. Oh, oh, there was, uh, there was uh, a, a pork, Ooh, some kind of pork. Okay. She, had some, of pork. she had something. Uh, she put it away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're not uh, Ooh, you're, you're not praiseworthy of the yeah. effort, are you? No, it yeah. was wonderful. Oh, it was. Yeah. That's the right yeah. answer. Yeah. Uh, the uh, cranberry <laughs> chicken was fantastic, too, by the way. We didn't have that. We did. And well, I you said it. I was going to. No, no, I, 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 you didn't know what you were going to have. Oh, I thought you said, I said that's what I was, I was having. Have cranberry yeah. chicken. Why don't we come back with this day in history? <laughs> Why don't I turn this up? <laughs> Full disclosure, baby. Full disclosure. <laughs> it that is. was awesome, Matthew. <laughs> it was. Just turn this up. <laughs> Why don't I turn this up? <laughs> that was good. We'll leave that in. Uh, that's, what do we have? That's it, right? You did a maple grove, yeah. Ba, ba, ba. The uh, men's sport shirt stag at Nativity, February, I ain't going. February 10th. Steve Walsh is going to be there mm-hmm. and Pat Eilers. Steve Walsh was on the 1988 Miami team. I remember. And Pat Eilers was on the 1988 uh, Notre Dame team. He's an 81 grad of, of Nativity. I don't know. So Eilers. they're going to talk about the Catholics versus convicts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that is a 30 for 30 on ESPN. It is the most watched film since its broadcast in 2016. Really? uh, Most watched 30-30. University of South Carolina played Notre Dame in a bowl game. And people had shirts on that said Catholics versus Cox. (laughs) Oh, jeez. That's funny. That's bold. That's ballsy. I can't wait to wear my Cox hat to play golf this spring. (laughs) I'm seeing Howard Stern now. Howard Stern, when he... Uh, That's what South Carolina is, the Gamecocks. Pig, pig, pig vomit? I don't know. He was doing a bit on the air, and he went. Uh, he was talking about that stuff. It was on cue cards. What are you babbling about? It was a scene from... Uh, Let's go Stern here. Movie? Let's wrap this up. What was the Howard Stern movie called? I don't know. Uh, Private Parts. Oh, yeah. I'll be... Dipped. Yep. I can't believe this. But there's an image of a facility that makes military stuff really close to Promontory, Utah. You know is where it, that is? The aliens. Mm-hmm. And it's been erased from Google. There Earth. we are. Mm-hmm. It, it's not on the satellite image. How did you know of this? Learn of this. Because when John brought up this town in Utah, Enoch, I um, Googled it to see where it was. Mm. And then I started having flashbacks of my trip to Promontory. And then I thought about this facility where we took pictures in the parking lot. They've got old jets and missiles and all sorts of it's shit. It's just a landing site lot. for 
No, it's, it's some kind of production and testing facility. Mm. And Let's it's go not here. on the map. <laughs> Look at that escargot. Come on. All right. I'll be <laughs> darned. I mean, you got to believe it. You're looking right at it. I, I, I'm not looking right at it, so I have to believe it. Right. Wow. This is going to require further research, I can tell. All right. Maybe I'm just looking in the wrong spot. Wait a minute. Did I just find it? Oh, I'm wrong. Here it is. You found I it? I found it. So there's our rumors start getting. Boy, that was a conspiracy. <laughs> I was cooking up a big one there. <laughs> well, John, you gave me the wrong public works director. Yeah, that's true. You gave me a good one. Hey, but it's I a, caught it. Yeah, you did. Huge facility. The eight. John, are you on tomorrow? I'm not. That hasn't been established. That's correct. When will that be established? Well, I don't know. I ask him and he well, keeps what can I do you know about what? it? I'll ask him. For, you can ask him if you want, but I'll ask him and see what he says. GLers, it's called the ATK Rocket Garden, the Defense Logistics Agency. Rook. Ready? Let's go. It's really cool. Even if they keep talking, just go. Kenny, just keep talking. See if he Rockets in the parking lot. Yeah. Rocket. Really man. neat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He found a break. Rocket Man. I think he's the Rocket be, Man of Garage Logic. He's Joe Suchere. It's gonna be a long, long time. It's burning out his fuse alone, yeah. No doubt about that. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Marlith Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa, from the traveling Lymans at worldwidewaftage.com. You can go to that website and see them. With elephants and giraffes. <laughs> On this day in 1805, Joseph R. Brown was born in Hartford County, Maryland. He was a drummer boy at Fort Snelling. He learned the Dakota language and later became a trader. T-R-A-D-E-R. A member of the Wisconsin Territorial Legislature. A participant in both the Stillwater Convention and the Minnesota Constitutional Convention, the editor of the Minnesota Pioneer and the Henderson Democrat, and an officer during the U.S.-Dakota War. He would also be the first lumberman to float logs down the St. Croix River and would stake out the first road from St. Paul to Prairie du Chien. He died in 1870. Wow. On this day. Yep. 1523. In 1892, mining classes began at the University of Minnesota as Professor William R. Appleby instructed a class of four students. Did his family own a chain of bars and restaurants? Yes. They sure did. On this they day in 1928, <laughs> Walter Fritz Mondale was born in Ceylon, oh. Minnesota. Hey, Fritz. Ceylon or Ceylon? We lost him, right? He's he, gone? He's gone. Yep. He yep. had a long uh, run as uh, a public servant. <clears throat> yes. Right. Thank you, GLers, and I hope your uh, snowplowing woes have been oh, uh, oh, oh. been remedied. By the way, I forgot that I was going to shout this out earlier. Shout out to my next door neighbors, uh, Terry and Squeak. Squeak, uh, uh, Squeak. Squeak allowed me Squeak? to use his major two-stage, uh, and it For was it was five feet after the plow. Yeah, and he saved my life. Thank you, and to their friend Dan that greeted me when I went into their house and said. I've been a big fan of Garage Logic since day one. Really? So, uh, uh, shout out to Dan for being a big fan. Thank you very much. Wonderful. Yeah, that was fantastic. 
It mm-hmm. saved my back. You knees, know what it did? It saved your bacon. Yeah. Did Squeak pay you a couple of dollars for uh, letting you use? His- no. When Squeak came back from Nashville, he uh, or uh, Tennessee, he allowed me to partake in the uh, seventy-five dollar bottle that he had out in the front yard. We did a couple of shots while I was supposed to be hanging Christmas lights, and I got caught. Oh, that I got sounds, caught completely. That sounds sad. I'll actually. be around. I'll be over for round two there, Squeak. Sounds sad. That's sad. Sad. All right, here we go, folks. Pod M N. If you want to find a uh, a nice bourbon podcast, you can find them probably at Pod M N. If you want to subscribe to Garage Logic on YouTube, you're more than welcome and have my permission. But more importantly, you should buy into the Garage Logic Town Council. Find out all the information at garagelogic.cha. Yeah. Cha. Cha. Super Cha. It's the Northrop Grumman Innovation Systems. Rook. Yes. I got to run. Uh, we did. You got a hip hop legislator and you got uh, mate with short people to preserve the earth. You're going to highlight that? That was a little embarrassing. Okay, don't do that one. Do hip-hop legislator and uh, uh, by what law does Walls get to keep the surplus? How's that? Yep. Yeah. John, why don't you call uh, Seaman today? Okay, I will. Uh, Mike Garofalo saying, uh, what's his name, woke up? Uh, Damar Hamlin. Yeah. And uh, communicating via writing. And the first thing he asked, of course, was? Did we win? Oh, huh. well, maybe he's okay. Wait, run that by me again. He's a, he's awake and speaking, and he wanted to know if not, he won. Not speaking. He wrote the question to them. Did we and win? What was their reply? We stopped the game. They, they told him, "Yes, you won the game of life." Ah, somebody's clever. Who a little no. orderly? I don't know. I don't know. Did we win? You know what that is? That's a competitor, huh? Yeah. That yeah. tells me he's okay. Right. Yeah, I would think. Yeah. I yeah. hope. I hope. I hope. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. Rock, how I'll many things? Tomorrow? How many things was tomorrow. I wrong about today? Was it everything? Either in that seat or that one. Did yeah, I get one yes, thing right. right today? Or was everything uh, No, wrong? that's part of my uh, preview, too. Tune <laughs> in to find out what Kenny was right and wrong about today, the entire show. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, I would listen to that. That would make me, that would be attractive to me. All right. I got to work at 5 a.m. again tomorrow. Most days I'm wrong. We, what's really fun, Kenny, about our listeners are we all have about five people that hate us. And if oh, we, any of us, sure I, have more than I think I have more too. Any of us screw up. They they note it on Facebook or in emails. Yeah, rookies I, act is getting old. It's I've been there, done yeah, that. Okay, well, am I going to get a new act? I don't have. This is uh, just me. See, I can't. Act. Heights of commie. I don't want to listen. Right. Uh, Kenny's not, always. Folks. Kenny's got opinions that you know don't matter and, and are wrong. So I don't want to listen. And Reavers uh, Kenny, is just Kenny annoying. agrees with that. <laughs> <laughs> and Judith, Kenny and I really do get along. He doesn't hate me that bad. Uh, she hasn't mom. chimed in for a while. But she she bought into it and she hook line and sinker that you uh, didn't like me. I said, Mom. We we used to have 
like at appearances, people would ask how much Kenny and I hate each other. <laughs> it was like, what? What are you talking That's about? Right. We don't hate each other. Oh, Lord. It's very strange. The stream was 123. You got your money's worth today, baby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe not with content, but with length anyway. I would, Matthew, content. I was out plowing at 430 this morning. Were you? Did some finish work. So I have all nice? afternoon to sit on the ice. Isn't that oh, nice, though? Yikes. Yeah. It's quiet like yeah, that. Yeah, actually, just... um, you can see really well. I've got so many lights on this truck now that I can see really well. I was plowing a little bit yesterday, and it was so cloudy and so mercury, uh, murky, and the light was so flat that I couldn't see anything. Really? Just because it was too much out there? I mean, too much. Yeah, you can't see your lines. And... You can't see where the road turns into the ditch. And it's just, oh, God, it was dreadful. Plowing in uh, the middle of the night, that's where it's at, baby. Oh, man, yeah. I, I love those days. <clears throat> it was just, you're just sitting there making money. I put stadium lights pointing backwards on the back of this truck. <laughs> really? It's just, oh, yeah, it's fantastic. Bright as hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, just these little LED lights. Gabe changed out his two front blinkers. He ordered some blinkers online and at 9 a.m. went outside to put them on and he had to work at noon. Now, if that isn't effing optimism, I don't know what is. Three hours? Yeah, I went out there to help him because I think he was running out of time. But it took I said, him that long? Yeah, because he had to pull out wires and you take the under fender off and that kind of stuff. Really? And I said, Gabe, Oof. I said, I would have been sitting here for 20 years and I still wouldn't have this thing done. And he flips really? them on, and they both work, yeah. They're blinkers that they they go out, so like there's four lights, so they go, you know, like the police thing when they say, stay this way? Yeah. And they're really cool. Oh. I just changed a fog light on the Renegade. It took about three minutes. But that was, all I did was look on YouTube, and all you have to do is move one flap, pull one out, put it in, put the flap in, screw it back on, boom. Oh, that's done. nice. This was yeah. all wire and hold casing and crap. Uh, okay, we're going to do hip-hop leg. No, we're not going to do hip-hop legislator. No, short people. We're not doing short people. Hey, Joe. Did he leave already? He's got a thing. Yeah, how about you just right? We did a show today. Yep. We show. did a show today. Done. Dare you to listen. Come Dare on and listen, listen. yeah. Yep. <laughs> Have a listen. Oh, I should promote Krabby, too. Krabby. The Krabby Coffee Shop. Do, do, do. Once again, she was wonderful. Yeah, God. There was a couple lines just made me laugh and laugh. Oh, my God. Especially that stuff before we started recording. Bef oh, the one, yeah. She said, I don't remember, I don't remember what it was, but was I laughed. Was it this? Let's do it. Do it. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 994 one five twenty three. 47 degrees on this day. Didn't we have more? Maybe that was yesterday. I left that in. Let's I think that it. was yesterday, yeah. Do it. I, I have no idea. I'm just okay. playing along. Copy. <laughs> I'm just playing along. Are you Copy. talking or is it on tape? I can't tell. <laughs> what are you looking at? Who, me? Yeah. Joe? I knew he was still here. <laughs> eh? Uh, Don't you have a dentist appointment? Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> huh? 
Uh, All right, let's. This is a big miss here. 1924. Oh, yeah. From the mayor's office above the boathouse. Trim that one up, huh? Trim her up a little bit here. 1924. From the mayor. Look at the rook. Tight board. Nice job, Holmes. Here, all the way over. Save. Whoops. To the bathroom? I got to go. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rook, I will not send you a timesheet, obviously. I'll wait until Reavers is back and uh, send it to him. Yeah, because I would have no. Yeah. Hey, great. John sent me a timesheet. What do I do? Thanks. Here we go. Oh, that's mine too. I got to do that tomorrow. <clears throat> oh, you're done today. Zero one zero five twenty twenty three, and we're saving that. Oh, cool. My guy Bob sent Joe a picture of the side by side he uses to plow his driveway, and uh, one of the great things about living out in the land of the free is we we can take these things into town and drive around town and Bob lives just maybe two miles from Fleet Farm in Alexandria. He drives that thing over to Fleet Farm all the time. Yeah. That is cool. It's so cool. And some of them come with heat and AC and roll up windows and <laughs> what is it? A tractor? No, it's a side by side. What's that? It's a UTV. Yeah. Wow. I gotta look that up. You really ought to leave town once in a while, Matthew. Side by side with a sidecar. There's so my, much going on. My brother was trying to buy one beginning of last summer, and nobody had any up where by his lake place. And then he didn't get one, and at the end of the year, he decided to sell his lake place. So he was very happy that nobody had one. It's a four wheeler. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah, but of. you sit in it, and they're you made for the anywhere from two to four people. Some of them yeah. have. You Why know. do they have to call it a side by side though? Well, I don't know. That's what just what they call them. I don't you, you, you sit you sit side by side. Traditionally, we call the four wheelers the ATVs that you sit on and straddle. That's yeah, what we like call the with one seat with one yeah, seat. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's what the kids are always killing themselves on. Well, he's Rick's thinking, <laughs> Matthew. Go look, ahead, look, ask Rook, I'm as, questions. I'll be I'm, patient with you. I'm as Go bad ahead. a city city as you are, Rook, but even I know what we're talking about now. I well, now that I see it, I know it's a. But I would, I would just call that a four wheeler. I didn't know that the four wheeler was distinct to the. I know what you're talking about, the ATV that you sit on, and there's one seater. Yeah, but in this one, you would sit side by side. You you can't drive those in Andover, can you, John? <laughs> uh, no, I've never seen one. Andover actually is pretty, I mean, fairly large. You know what I mean? You must have snowmobile trails through Andover. Uh, there isn't, but there is, like, if you drive up around Lake, everything kind of stops. The city stops. And then yeah. there's snowmobile trails and snowmobiles the up there yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's very weird. The city just kind of, it's like, poof, ends. It's all residential yeah. at that point, and then it just ends. Bob, he's a sign guy. He makes signs, and I mean big, huge. Like uh, he did the marquee for the movie theater in town. He printed me out a sign on metal. Is it on metal? I think it is on metal. Of the Ham's Beer Bear. That's giant. 
Oh, really? Seriously? And I hung it on, yeah, and I hung it on the wall in my shop. It's really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Not the sad thing is, nobody else, nobody else will ever see it. Right. Well, I, I see it, and I only care that's, about that's me. All, that's right. all that matters. That's all that matters. I got you. Copy that. <laughs> I'm with Kenny on that. Copy that. Rook, Rook, that's where you're very different from me and Kenny. Well, me, me, I don't know. I shouldn't speak for Kenny, but I don't want anybody to come see my stuff. Well, that's why I <laughs> never remember all that garage and shop footage I shot. Yeah, sure. I just couldn't get past the fact that I just, I didn't, I just, I don't want, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I understand. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Is that uh, Captain and Tennille? Isn't it yeah. Helen Reddy? What wasn't it Helen oh, Reddy? Helen Reddy, Helen Reddy. Yeah. And your baby. Which is a creepy song, man, when it you really think is. about it. We actually did a whole segment on that when Mishki and Oak and I were doing that music podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Creepy songs that people don't realize are creepy. And Oak, Oak brought up that one. just 16 yeah, years that's old. That's the one no. that. Yeah, we didn't mean creepy in a sexual way, though. We meant it like supernatural way. Oh, oh, gotcha. <laughs> One time I was listening to that song and it hit me. I remember telling you, John, that I just yeah. figured that out. Like, she's 16 years old and uh, he's talking about this young minor girl. We uh, didn't we talk about this once? Yeah. That it, he says he wrote it about his niece and not in a sexual way. She was having problems with her dad, et cetera, et cetera. You know. That's uh -huh. that was his excuse. Right. If I could fly, I'd pick you up. Thirty yeah, second and, round. Yeah, and, and get her, you know, bring her to a place where you Into know she's not where she's not unhappy. It was his oh, okay. his thing. That was his that was his cover. But, what was but, his other hit? He had one more. Did he really? I didn't know that. Who was it again? Benny Mardonis. Oh no, not Benny Mardonis. Oh. Who am I thinking of now? What I don't know. What the hell's going on in the soul man's brain? Uh Nothing. That, I, Lori and I, Dan, what's his I, name? I've told you this one before, though. That song, Into the Night, the production on that is just gorgeous. Ding, ding, Christine ding, ding, and ding, ding. The, the strings and everything. Oh, ding, my and God. And it's a great, it, the ramp is structured in such a way that you don't have to know that it's 30 seconds because you just yeah. you hear the post coming. Yeah. Yeah. What's the guy with the funny name? Glenn Ford Dan or what? what's his Ford name? Taylor? Jimmy? No, Taylor. no, no. Ford Coley. Something Dan is in the name. England Dan and John Engl Ford Coley. That's what, England Dan. And John Ford Coley. Was that Coley. his name for real, England? Well, no. <laughs> it was Dan Seals. You know Seals and Crofts, right? Yep. It's his brother. His brother. England Dan. Dan, Dan Seals. Brother in, like, same parents or brother yeah. bro? Yeah. Hey, what up, bro? Brother, like, like same bro. parents. Hey, bro. Like How my nephews, when I say something stupid, they just look at me and go, bruh. Bruh. Wasn't wasn't Bruh. there three Seals brothers? I think one of them being the guy in Seals and Crofts, then uh, Christopher one of, Seals. One of them being Dan. No, and Dan. Sammy Seals. Ice cream. <laughs> Maybe it's just two. Sorry, you guys are bastards. I tell you, Sebastian Steel Seal. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Jim Seals was the Seals and Seals and Crofts, and Dan Seals, his brother, was England Dan. What about Sun Seals? Wasn't he a jazz there, guy? What about well, Sun no, There's a blues guitarist. I'm amazed that you even know the name. He's dead. Do you know why I know his, his name? Why do you because know his name? Because he was on Variety on Channel 2 when I was a kid. 
Okay. And the lady, she I don't remember who she was. She was a blonde. It was PBS locally. It was called Variety, and they would have music guests on. And okay. she was just over the top, and she had a weird mouth, and she would say, this is Variety, and tonight we have Sun Seals. And I never forgot that. If I yes, say, my, if I say was, Sun Seals uh, to my sister Maria, she'll just yeah. start laughing. He was a very badass blues guitarist and singer. Okay. Very good. He was very good. I'm going to have to look him up. Have I seen him, John? I don't know. He's been dead for a long time. Let me Sounds see. like he's somebody I would have gotten pissed off at the Chicago Blues Fest. Cause 2004. Sweet home Chicago. He died in 2004. Uh, no, he wasn't. Uh, he wasn't a cliched guy. He was. Uh, he was a. Uh, yeah. He was, you know he was, who I realized I saw? John who? Lee Hooker. Really? Well, that yeah. Been fun. Yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah. It was. I have a T-shirt, and it was on my birthday, April 9th. Nice. Yeah. Do you know when my birthday is? It the is uh, June 13th. It's the night we're doing our damn thousandth show. What is oh. that night? My, I told my wife, she went, really? Your birthday? Yeah. The 17th? Yeah. I said, yeah, I couldn't do anything about it, dear. I'm not that important. Leave me alone. <laughs> Paid on your birthday. Yeah. Under what law does Governor Walls get to keep this, or what is it? Get to? We don't have to. Uh, budget surplus. We don't have to do a regular podcast that day, do we? Well, no, we're just the night one. But we're supposed to make that kind of a regular podcast, which I guess maybe we shouldn't. Hi, how you doing, town council folks? Right. I, so uh, that's going to be a regular podcast. Once they made that decision, which I probably don't agree with, I just like, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Let's just do it that way. Um, Under what law does Governor Walls get to keep the surplus or disperse it? Uh, keep. Decide what to do with or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, come on, Matthew. It shouldn't take you all day. <laughs> I still think if anybody a, walked uh, in this room right now, a variety you know, show would have been fun. Um, I hope there's no tours today. I'm a little, yeah. I'm a little <laughs> I'm worried about the not playing covers. What are you and Stephen going to do? Yeah, I have no idea. I almost wish, and I don't mean this about Stephen because I love playing with Stephen, but if it were Dylan, I'd be no problem. But now we're, we're going to have to uh, figure out. Uh, but Stephen's got some original stuff, I know. So I'll have yeah, him send me some of that. We'll do that. And then the well, rest will just be not kinda... like he can't jam. I mean, if yeah, you two well, just and that's... start. That's what we said. Uh, we can just do some, you know, nice R and B and funk and stuff. Just either the guitarist started or he starts it, and off we go. Can't so. you play? I mean, people that have given us their permission, like GB Layton, has given us full permission to play his music. Yeah, but who knows it? Nobody knows a GB Layton song. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. No, I'm not doing that because I know we're being heard. I'll yeah, save no, it until you right. until you hit stop, and then I'll. See, you think you think Rook's a nice guy? See what a bastard he is! He was trying to trick you, trying to get you in trouble there. Uh, I tell you, <laughs> uh, surplus, and maybe we'll do into the night. <laughs> She's all right, fellas. These years Northerns aren't going to catch old. themselves. That's true. All right, yeah, Bye, I Kenneth. guess I'll I'll go to Johnny. I'll uh, talk to you probably Tuesday. I don't think uh, Dan will okay anything before tomorrow. All right. Uh, which, which, don't, don't tell Joe, but that's okay with me. <laughs> text me if that changes. Yeah, All right, Johnny Cake. I'll see you. I'll talk to you later, Rook. Bye. Just me here in the studio all by myself now. Thanks, John.
I gotta go to work. How do I shut this thing off? See you, Downers. <laughs>